What is going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Unscripted. I am here with my colleague, the number one draft pick. He is Bill Abder back at home in Abder's Alley. Yay, glad to be back here. I was in a remote location setting up our trip to Detroit last week, and uh, the internet was horrible. But Detroit's going to be fabulous, baby. Indeed. I like to refer to as parts unknown, ladies and gentlemen. I like that. I yes. like that, actually. Yes. A lot of, I, I met uh, the Black Demon was there, uh, the Zebra Kid. Link. Was the missing link there? No, the missing link was out of town. Oh, what? He was out of town? He, 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 yeah. he was in a town called Lincoln. Whoa. Wow. He was. He, hey, listen, lots going on. Lots wow. Going on here. I'm so I'm so surprised that the missing link was not there in parts of No, he was in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's that's horrible. Man. That's his hometown. Very nice. Very See, nice. he was he was originally from Parts Unknown. Yes. And his real name is Link. Link. So he was in Lincoln, Lincoln Nebraska. Nebraska. They named the town after him. Very nice. Very nice. Speaking of Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Bully Ray has nothing to do with Lincoln, Nebraska, but it's uh, I love doing awkward segues. So, uh, well, you know, that was very awkward. And, and I was watching Monday Night Raw yeah. last night, depending upon if you're watching this live or if you're watching it during the week. It was this past week. And when uh, Otis and Chad Gable had this ECW type of match with the Viking Raiders, which was yeah. really I was surprised how good it was. And at one point during the match, this surprised me. Otis said, Gable, get the table. And I went like, they're going to really P.O. Bully Ray. Mm. He's not going to like this. But we're about to see what he has to say about it. Now, before we do this, I want to mention to you that a lot of people, like when I did my interview with Sergeant Slaughter, they want people to give them notice that they're using their gimmick but so let's let's check out what uh bully ray told me about five hours ago was he upset with it was he not let's find out okay i'm speaking here with uh bubba ray bully ray which one do you prefer these days by the way well i I really don't care but you know i don't pick up the phone for many people when i'm in the gym because as you know i'm a body guy now but I saw wonderful Willie's number popped up, so I decided I have to take the phone call. So you can call me Bully Ray, Bill. That'll be fine. All right. Well, Bully Ray, uh, on the uh, May, on, I'm sorry, on the uh, July 17th edition of Monday Night Raw, I loved the show. I thought it was terrific. But I saw something on there and heard something on there that I thought you would blow a gasket at. The Viking Raiders in a no-holds-barred, a Viking rules match against Chad Gable and Otis. And during that match, Otis looked at Chad Gable and went, Gable, get the table. And I said, oh, my God, what's, how's Bully Ray going to react to this? What was your reaction? Now, why would you think that I would blow a gasket over that? I don't know, because it's yours. I understand it's mine, but that's like the highest form of flattery when other people in the wrestling industry decide to borrow your stuff. And that's what they're doing. They're borrowing my stuff. Obviously, 
me and my brother Devon made Get the Tables famous. And Coach Gable, Get the Tables, was very appropriate for last night's match. I absolutely love the fact that they borrowed the uh, borrowed the tagline. I thought the match was awesome. I did. I think everybody in the match did a hell of a job. And props to the ladies for doing such a great uh, spear through the table towards the end of the match. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Um, now the reason I brought this up was because the interview I did a few weeks ago with Sergeant Slaughter. He was upset that the WWE didn't call him when they, I guess, borrowed or just gave uh, Lacey Evans the Cobra Clutch as a finishing hold. What's your reaction to that? Sergeant Slaughter is a veteran of the ring and he's entitled to his own opinion of that situation. Okay, so you're not upset that the WWE did not call you to ask if they could borrow that? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, look at look at all of the things that have been borrowed from myself or myself and Devon. I mean, last night we got the get the table spot. If Chad Gable and Otis wanted to start using get the tables every single time they're out there, I would have no problem with that because get the tables gets a monster reaction every time somebody does it and it gets the WWE Universe involved. So God bless them, I hope it works for them. Uh, let's look at the Usos borrowing the 3D. It's been, you know, they renamed it the 1D, the one and done. It's been going great for them. Trinity, now your Impact Women's Champion, using the bubble bomb, that's working out great for her. So, hey man, go out there, use whatever you want that me and Devon came up with. I hope it works great for you, and I hope you get a ton of success out of it. Because, you know, Bill, as I compare, like, with rock and roll, when a rock and roll band decides to cover another band's song, it's the highest form of flattery. They're saying, we liked you as a band, and we like you so much, and we love you so much, that we'd like to do a version of the song you wrote. And if anybody wants to do a version of the songs and the hits that me and Devon wrote, more power to them. All right, thank you, Bubba Ray. Bully Ray, thank you, my friend. Right. Interesting, huh? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, what are you? What's your? What's your take uh, after the interview on what he said? Oh, I mean, I believe him completely. Of course, I, I actually, I'm, I'm very glad he had that reaction. And again, it was the opposite of the Sergeant Slaughter reaction. But a lot of people. I mean, one of the big things today is the the thing that Kevin Nash is still not backing down on is that LA Knight has uh, robbed the whole, the rocks entire uh, repertoire, so to say, and he's over like a zillion dollars, but Hey, what the heck, you know, if, if he's doing that and the fans are buying into that, which, which they are, I mean, good for him. If he can, if he can do this so, so well, what do you think? Like I said before, I mean, you know, people borrow stuff from people all the time. I mean, the the uh, Austin, you know, uh, you know, he borrowed, you know, uh, a lot from what he did. Like, there's there's so many people who said that they borrowed some type of something from Billy Graham, for instance. You know, oh, I mean? yeah. As uh, Austin and, and uh, uh, Steiner, Hogan. There's been so Austin Idol. There's been so many people who said that they've borrowed a lot from Billy Graham. 
you know, so that's that's happened all the time throughout. I mean, like I said, Ric Flair borrowed from, you know, Buddy Rogers. So, you know what I mean? So it happens all the time. That's just, you know, it's, a, it's imitation sincere form of flattery. So, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that John Moxley has stolen some of Stone Cold Steve Austin? I can see that. Just the the no-nonsense, rebellious. But, I mean, like, you know, wrestling's been, wrestling's been going on for, you know, as far as popularity from a television standpoint, you know, since the 60s. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, we're, we're talking you know, 60 years, you know, of television, you know, and when it comes to wrestling. So, I mean, stuff is going to be recycled within 60 years. So, I mean, it happens all the time, man. So, it's, Oh, it, absolutely. What I haven't seen yet is the uh, old dusty finish of the uh, one, two, and it looks like the referee counted to three and he really didn't, you know, Hebner, he Hebner did that. Hebner, Hebner took some uh, Tommy Young. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, man, uh, I actually interviewed Tommy Young um, uh, recently in, in Chillicothe a few months ago, man. And I'm, I'm going to be yes. releasing that interview uh, coming up here soon. So uh, subscribe to hope so. Pancakes and Power Slams. And we'll, we'll, uh, t- Tommy and I, we talk about the dusty finish and how much heat that he used to get by doing yep. dusty finish to the face. I, I, I was photographed a lot of them. So I think I may have seen one of the candidates for definitely the match of the half of the year. Okay. And maybe match of the year. Hmm. AEW had FTR against Jay White and Juice Robinson in a two out of three fall, one hour time limit match. And when I was growing up, I used to love the two out of three fall format. And these guys, these four guys, worked their asses off during this match. There was constant action. Um, I would have loved to have seen this kind of action when I was a kid growing up with Mark Lewin and Don Curtis against the Graham brothers, just the constant movement Mm -hmm. of what these guys brought to this, but definitely, definitely a match of the half year so far. Have you seen a match this year that would be a candidate for the match of the half year yet? Um. I would say uh, Usos against uh, KO and Zayn. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. That's my favorite yeah. match of the year so far. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of feeling with it. I, I I heard some some really good reviews from um, that. I, I haven't watched uh, Collision ever since the first week. Actually, I just lost interest in it. Uh, but I'm a Ricky Starks. I, I like Ricky Starks a lot. I think uh, I think AEW has just drastically like dropped the ball within Ricky Starks being pushed as a top baby face. Well, and, I, and I saw that he won the tournament. So I think that was a good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Willow Nightingale like her too. Uh, I think that was a good, uh, I think that was a good call too with her winning the, uh, with the tournament. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that was cool. You know, I think right, right now, I think uh, last week it did 580 and it stayed about the same. It did 579 this, this week. It just lost a thousand views, uh, viewers. Um, Still, still about one hundred thirty-five thousand less than the uh, well, two hundred thirty-five thousand. So over a quarter of a million less than uh, the debut. Why do you think it's dropped a quarter of a million uh, uh, viewers since? Uh, it's this. It's people are DVRing it. It's Saturday night. 
Mm. It's the summertime. People are out. Why is, it telling their, why is it telling their husbands, you're not staying home to watch this? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think it's going to be worse in the fall, though, Bill, because you've got football. Like, Saturday night is for football, man. Uh, well, you see, team. take somebody like me. I'm not a football fan. I'll yeah, but you're, but you're a minority, man, when it comes to competition there. Like, as far as just, I mean, when you think of Saturday night, you think of college football is going to absolutely flood the airwaves because – during the fall season, Saturday night is college is all college football all day long. Saturday night for me is who's hosting Saturday Night Live. That's you know, Saturday. look from 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 1990 to 2000, I was one of the biggest SNL fanatics. I probably watched every single episode in that 10 year span. Me too. I was. Me I was, too. I was, I was so um, you gave your match of the. Uh, half year so yeah. let's let's half year this again we're unscripted we didn't know we were going to talk about this stuff so who would you pick as the male wrestler of the half year male wrestler male wrestler of the half year yeah <sighs> used to be so easy somebody would come right to mind yeah i'm trying not to say roman reigns i think it's easy to say roman reigns um that's that's my I would I would say I would say Gunther. Me too. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. I would say Gunther. Yeah. Had a really yeah. impressive Royal Rumble showing. Uh I, another candidate of the match of the half year will be that triple threat with him, yeah. uh, Drew and Sheamus. That was a fantastic Absolutely. Uh, he's dominated, you know, he's he's uh dominated the Intercontinental title scene the whole year. So, I I would I, my vote goes for Gunther. Yeah, me too. So let's pick uh, the female wrestler of the half year. What do you got? Um, easy, easy to say, Rhea Ripley. Um, that's where I was going. It's easy, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, safe bet. It's a safe bet. Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley's it. Um, I mean, you know, honorable mentions go to Oscar. She had a <clears throat> nice um, push, although she's been. Um, she's went down stock wise, you know, as far as just the, the uh, allure that she's had. But yeah, I think Rhea's it. I mean, I think the 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 other half of the year should be Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, if, if it's up to me. And it's interesting because remember last week we were talking about like who's the the heir apparent to go against Rhea Ripley. It's gonna be her. I don't know. I said my money's on Raquel. Yep. And we saw yesterday. That looks like the direction Raquel Rodriguez against. That Rhea looked Ripley. like a shoot. That looked so good. That thing backstage, yeah. I and mean, it looked like they were really just hitting on each other. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, I mean, she towers over Rhea, and Rhea towers over everybody else. So she looks legit. I, I said, I think they should book her as as a machine. They should book her as the next Dave Batista, and. I don't. I think that they're rushing this though. I think that they should stretch this a lot more than what they are right now. It just seems like. I mean, just you know, three less than three weeks before the pay per view, yeah. you're just kind of rushing. Let me hurry up and drop the tag team titles off of them real quick, so I can have the the match between you know uh, Raquel Rodriguez and and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, not not the biggest fan of that. Yeah, but but it made me want to see it. To be honest, I think they should do it at Mania. Uh, yeah. I, I do, and here's and here's and I talked about this yesterday. 
I said, okay, this is something they should stretch this because I want to see Raquel. I want to see two matches at Mania. I want to see uh, Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. But I, what I think they're going to do is Rhea and Becky at uh, 40, um, which, you know, they're, they're, that's money. there's money on that too. But mm-hmm. Becky's she's main event at WrestleMania before. She was, you know, the top of the line for a long time, had the belt for a year. I think that they should put in fresh blood, man. And I think that Raquel Rodriguez should be the one that takes the belt off for Rhea at WrestleMania 40. That's, that's I would great. agree with you with that. What do you think's going to happen with Trish Stratus? Uh, I think she's just there to make Becky, to put Becky over. Okay. She'll go back to the right off in the sunset again. And Did I think. Have- She'll, I wonder she'll, if Lita's going to come back. And, see, uh, I think she should have. Yeah. I, I think she should have came back because I think that they should have stretched this a little bit longer. They should have had Becky and Lita against Trish and Zoe at SummerSlam. And the stipulation is if, if Becky and Trish win, then you have a singles match between Becky and Trish. That could have stretched it out another month or two because now Becky earned her singles match in that way instead of just beating zoe stark you know she's going to be zoe stark if if mm-hmm. the money if the money is becky and trish for SummerSlam, it's an it, it's futile to me to just book some match next week against zoe stark and if you win you get to get you know get to me that's not going to happen man so uh, i think that was i think that was bad booking i think what they should do is they should have had lita and becky since especially since trish took out lita I agree. We haven't, we haven't seen Lita since Trish took her out, so it just, made sense. It just made sense, man. Do you think? No, I loved. I know we're doing a lot of going over Monday Night Raw, and I haven't said bro once because <laughs> uh, I, I. Uh, but what, what I want to talk about with uh, Finn Balor and uh, 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 Seth Rollins that segment was very good. I expected, of course, uh, Finn to come back and whack him with a chair or something they didn't have to do that but i don't know if that match is giving off the vibes that they wanted to but that segment was when they were face to face i'd actually love to see a a weekly segment on there Hmm. called face to face with two guys just sitting there and doing that i thought that was it was something brand new and it was really good hosted by Bill after I thought I would be well I could do that but no just have the two guys sit there and uh and do that with each other or two of the women I think that would be fabulous the segment um was mad at me honestly um I'm just not into I'm not into regular Finn versus Seth anymore I mean like he already he already beat Finn why why does he (laughs) why is there a rematch at SummerSlam and Finn didn't do anything to earn a rematch. So, so basically, essentially, what's going to what you're saying is, if you beat up Seth Rollins a few times, you get a world title opportunity. Okay, well, the whole uh, locker room should just beat up Seth and get a and get a world opportunity, world title opportunity. There, he beat him. He beat him. I mean, so so if you did Demon Finn, I would be interested in that. Yeah, me too. Me too. But you're not doing Demon Finn. So why are we getting a rematch? of the same match that happened, you know, at the last pay-per-view and Seth won. So 
Uh, I'm just I'm just really not into it, man. Honestly, I, so, I heard uh, I watched your show with uh, Vince Russo, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned this before. I I love Vince Russo on the personal end. On the other end, when he went off on Cody Rhodes about being like a Shakespearean actor, this is pro wrestling bro and the whole bit, didn't set well with me because I, uh, the audience has changed. Even though th- this audience is programmed to what Cody's doing something different. Mm-hmm. I think he's making the fan that might be a bit more intellectual enjoy that segment. And that's my feeling. Yeah. Don't do it for me either, man. I just, you know, I just, uh, I agree with you with a lot of things. I agree with Vince with a lot of things too. And I, and I have, and I have my own opinions about stuff as well. Um, but with Cody, I mean, I, I, I gotta go with Vince on this one, man, because uh, to me, it just, I, I see what you're saying. He does, you know, he, he could appeal to a, a different, but the intellectual, you know, a wrestling fan is like a very rare breed. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. What do you think about this? But they're going for a two-hour documentary on him. No, I think that that's fantastic. I think that they're doing that to build up for him and Reigns at forty, which I don't want to sure. see. Sure, but that's probably what's going to happen. But I think Cody does not. Still to this day, in two thousand twenty-three, the typical wrestling fan is the everyman person you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know and and the in the baby face is an everyman character like a kevin owens that's the reason why kevin owens and Sami Zayn a- appeal to the crowd so much especially Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is like a uh, a local taxi cab driver yep. Yep. Dream, you know of <laughs> becoming a professional yeah. wrestler yeah. that is the quintessential everyman character if i've ever seen one and that's the reason why the fans connect to him so much. Kevin Owens, you know, his belly's a little big, his hind is a little big, but he's bad, and you know he's. But he's a regular guy. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a regular guy. Yeah. And yeah. So that's that's what is that's what's so appealing with Kevin Owens as well. And the thing is with Cody, he has Nick Bockwinkle vibes. He has. You know, just really a risk. He has like Damien Sandow vibe. Hi, you mentioned the Bachwinkle thing. I didn't even yeah. think of that. But do you see sometimes now when Cody comes out and when the crowd's rooting for for him, he's getting over. The crowds love him. But do you see his dad kind of morph into him when he's looking around like this? And you kind of see Dusty in him. It's scary at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I, I think that's... Um, I think that Cody's going to be a really, really good heel soon. He he never really had that. He had a mid card heel uh, run when he was. I there. don't think they're going to do that. I, oh, I think they're definitely going to turn him. I, I think they're. I think he's just he's riding this wave. I think the, the fans are really into putting themselves over, and so if a wrestler comes with that, so be it. Seth Rollins is singing. You know, Shinsuke singing, Sammy singing, you know, Cody singing. So they're all about creating their own soundtrack in the audience. It's essentially what we see every single week. Yeah. And all the wrestlers they you they can sing with their fans up. And so that's yeah. what we see. Okay. Which is your favorite one, by the way, in terms of the song? Uh I like um I like Shinsuke's. Yeah, I like that one too. I like that. But I, I've got to tell you sometimes when I wake up three o'clock in the morning to 
for a rest stop, I'm hearing Cody's music. <laughs> Adrenaline. And what did you think of his? Uh, you know, I know Michelle very well. Uh, the Dusty's wife, Cody's mom, and all that. And a lot of people said to me uh, today that she didn't seem too horrified at all when he was getting beaten up. What did you think? Uh, she's probably thinking like, hey, when you uh, was talking back at me uh, to me when you were eight and nine, you know, there you go. <laughs> you deserve it. Back. <laughs> you deserve it. I told you you'd get it, little boy. <laughs> All right, let's do a three-minute lightning round, man. Here we go. Dom winning the NXT North American Championship. Thoughts? Yeah, um, good move. I mean, there was interference, of course, from uh, Rhea Ripley, but good. It builds up uh, him. It builds up NXT, definitely, because there's a crossover kind of with Monday night and the Judgment Day. And there's good, some more dissension might come out of the Judgment Day there. Suppose Damian Priest wants to turn in that money in the bank uh, briefcase on NXT next week. Ooh. Mm. You know what? I wouldn't be necessarily opposed if he if he did it for the world title for the, the NXT championship, but yeah. I do think that, in, I, th I do think that Damien needs to be world champion uh, within the next year. Uh, oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? We got a lot of commenting here. We got a pretty high, pretty, pretty big crowd tonight. So thank That's you. That's good. Uh, That's good. Yes, indeed. That's um, good. L.A. Knight, um, yeah, thoughts on uh, L.A. Knight as far as being the uh, the wrestler of the half year, people are saying. Well, he hasn't won a lot of matches in terms of somebody getting True. over. Yeah. If there's a wrestler of the half year getting over category, Indeed. which we just invented, he's number one. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, someone saying uh, Stone Cold using the Luthes press. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's right. That's Very an good. homage. That's but a, he, but he, but he always mentioned it was the Thez Press. Yes, indeed. Lacey uh, Evans didn't say anything about this as Sergeant Slaughter's. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, um, Austin didn't do too much about uh, giving homage to the Thez Press. Thez Press. Jr. definitely did. Thez Press. Thez Press. Thez Press. Oh my God. Okay, that was Joey Styles. Sorry about. Oh my God. <laughs> that's yes, yeah, definitely Joey Styles. You still keep in contact with Joey Styles. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but I'm gonna give him a call. I'd love yeah, to have man. him on the show. Yeah, that would be great, man. Uh he's yeah. left the face of the earth ever since uh he did, he did. Yeah, uh, got let go by uh WWE. He was yeah. like I get a Christmas card from him every year. I do owe him a call. Oh, very nice, very nice. What else we got? Uh let's see. One more, one more, one more, one more. Um, a lot of people was asking about Dominic winning the uh, Deanna Perrazzo being the best female wrestler in the business. What do you think about that? Who Deanna Perrazzo, uh, former um, Impact World Champion? She just lost to uh, the the title to Trinity, uh, this past yeah, week. yeah. Um, I think so. You know, I'm a big um follower of uh, the of Charlotte Flair. Okay. I know there's a lot of schmas and a lot of showmanship in there, but when you talk about a woman who is technically perfect when she wants to be, 
there, this, that's number one. That's Indeed. my feeling. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I think that she's a, a staple there. I think that she needs to go ahead and uh, put Bianca Belair over. I think it should be a non-title match at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 40 next year. I think that there's some really good uh, meat on that bone because yeah. Bianca uh, is the because Charlotte is the only person of the four horsewomen that uh, Bianca has left to defeat. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. By the way, you're talking about WrestleMania 40. It's going to be. I live in the burbs of Philadelphia, former New Yorker, but still a New Yorker. Yeah. So we, we got to plan some stuff that week to have the uh, unscripted fans, the after chatters, oh, you know, everybody. Yeah. You know, we we might have a uh, a live unscripted that weekend. We can buy some type of, you know. We can uh, rent some type of rec center or some type of. No, rec- no, you come down to Aptor's Alley. Oh, I got you. Oh, no, I'm yes, talking about as far as fans. Yeah, we can do. I can do my one man show with you. Yeah, absolutely. My one man yeah. show with you. Yeah, yeah. okay. Man, I'm. I'll be all for that. Yeah. Cool, my man. All right, good stuff. We had a lot of action packed uh, material here for this, this week's unscripted. Lots of fun. Uh, this guy right here is Bill After. Where can we find? all of your wonderful journalism well you can find it right here on unscripted every tuesday live and then live in color if you will um you can also find me uh, on time machine on wrestle binge uh you can find me all over sports kita and uh you can find me many i will be at the uh, uh at this hosting this with uh mad mac davis Nice. Uh, over at the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame.org. Check that out. Come to Albany, New York. Would love to see you. And uh, getting set for a whole bunch of uh, conventions and see you in September in uh, Chillicothe again. Mm. Uh, I will promote the heck out of uh, that, but I'll be celebrating my anniversary. Uh, well, that. you know, we will have an anniversary celebration at the convention for you and your lovely wife. Very nice. I'll be on a cruise. I'll be on a cruise ship with that. We will all come with you. Uh, well, the unscripted cruise. Yes, indeed. I love it. Forget love the it. Jericho cruise. We got it. the unscripted cruise. Bill after Dr. Chris. This Thank a- you, by the way, for making a great graphic for the audio I did with uh, uh, Bully Ray today. That oh, that looked fabulous. My pleasure, my man. Yeah, it's always it's always a pleasure hanging out with you, man. It's just uh, it just 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 blows blows away like it just uh, like it's fast because we're having so much fun, man. So I love it. I love it. After Doctor Chris, unscripted. Have a good night, buddy. It's all unscripted.